0: okay thanks for tuning into the real guy podcast and we are doing the philosophy of fishing series today i got stephen busaka you guys all know stephen he's been on the podcast he's my number one guy um love having him sitting next to me doing the podcast we're always getting to something good steve thanks for being here today of
1: course man always a pleasure to be on how do you think the series is going so far better than i could have hoped you liking it? This has been an absolute blast. I mean, mind you, you and I—we've been going on a little over a year now that we've been doing all kind. You know, we did triple live, and then we started doing the podcast. But this series now, this is this is the way. This is this feels right. Yeah, you
0: liking it? The, the shorter. I love it. You, you like it just because it's like a shorter episode
1: and more. It's. I, I like the shor- Yeah, I like because it's shorter, but because I feel like we have more energy. When we do these now, because the problem is when you do a podcast and you do it for like, we'll do it for like an hour or so. Right. And I've noticed that as the episode goes on, we start losing our energy and you can he- I feel like sometimes you can hear it in our voices. You lose your energy. Sometimes I do.
0: No, I've seen it when we're doing it.
1: But yeah, yeah
0: when you sit down for like an hour and 15 minutes and then of course the weather's been getting warmer and warmer and we're out in the garage and blah, blah, blah. Plus you're millennial.
1: Oh, read guy. I, I regret the day I ever taught you that term. What do you mean, taught me the term? You, I taught you it, just like how you taught me to call I, Carl Ball. You didn't teach me the term. I think we. Started, I learned
0: you something, Jeff. I, I, we started using the term and and practicing, you know, the use of the term.
1: And then but you, you I adopted did, it.
0: I did. I, I, did a, I did a recording with um, Jake Wood and his friend uh, Garrett. Um, I don't know if you met those guys, but they went to the University of Miami. And I, I knew their dad and I knew their granddaddy before that. And these guys are big into fly fishing. We went out last night. But anyway, I sat down with them two and they're uh, like 21 years old. So they're younger than me. Yeah. And um, we, we got into the millennial thing. Oh. And I asked them straight up. I go, do you think uh, millennials are soft? Because, you know, a lot of the older generation like ours think that millennials are soft. And they thought for sure
1: that... Millennials are soft. Oh, 100 percent. And I'm a millennial, and I'll even say one hundred percent. My generation is as soft as can be. It's pathetic. <laughs> the, let me give you. Let me just give you a quick example of my generation being soft. Okay. I've seen so many people fish for snook, and mind you, we're we're talking small snook. Right? You know, maybe like not even twenty inches. And they got to they, they're like they're always saying I got to wear my gloves when I go to grab <laughs> when I go to lip it. I'm just like, are you serious? Jeff, even when I catch the big ones, I grab that sum of gum by his freaking, just hold on tight. And they're like, oh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to scratch me. I might lose, rip some of the skin off and I might bleed a little bit. Dude. So you're not wearing the gloves.
0: I don't wear the gloves. That's not how I was taught. So you're a, little bit, you're a little bit on the more macho side for you millennials? I'd like to think when it comes to that, I am. See, I think the millennials think that the gloves and the hat and the glasses... And the buff and all that is just the way you're supposed to look when you're
1: fishing. No. Well, now let me tell you this. I will wear a buff depending on what time I go out.
0: I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your generation okay. or, or the millennial yeah. generation. Like they but, think there's a fishing look. Yeah, they, to it's, have. Part of
1: the, it's part of the style <laughs> to fish. Dude, I've gone out fishing in a freaking old tank top, basketball shorts, bare feet. It just depends. But there's that so much a style when you fish. I don't, I don't know. That's just what I
0: think. I don't know what's going through your kid's mind. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to like, you know, get the millennial side of this whole thing. I'm not trying to be like the old fart that looks down and like doesn't embrace and doesn't understand or doesn't, not willing to, you know,
1: I'm not rejecting it. No. But let me, let me tell you something about my generation, the millennials. That oh, I've noticed. Jesus.
0: Okay, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I,
1: I, I'm going to learn you something today, Jeff. I'm going to school <laughs> you a little bit. Another th- let me tell you another reason why my generation, this goes back to where they when they want to wear gloves when they handle a fish. The men of my generation all of a sudden are into this whole keeping their hands really soft and smooth. Oh, Jesus. You have no idea how uncomfortable it makes me. What do you mean they're into it? They're like, I shake all these guys' hands, and their hands are smoother than a woman's hands. That's like a new thing with my generation. And they want them to be that way. They want them to be that way. Holy sugar. I couldn't imagine how these people, how these guys would react if they saw Carl Ball's hands. Like, would they get offended if, like,
0: I gave them a decent handshake and, like, my callus, like, scraped their fine skin and... Would that
1: bother them? I it might. Would they look down upon me because? And that's another thing you brought up too of how you say you know you give them a nice firm handshake. Whenever I shake somebody's hand, you do. I mean, you gotta you know, just, you know crush their you know crush their hand, but you do a nice decent firm handshake. They're almost afraid to do a firm handshake, almost as if they're afraid that they might, you know, they might get a blemish. On they it. might get a. Ble- that was exactly the word I was thinking too. They might get a blemish on their hand.
0: So how does a, how does like the soft-handed millennial dude like how do they take care of like a hangnail or something? Do they just bite it off like normal, or do they like they file
1: it off?: I think they file it off. I mean, you're in, I mean even though I'm a millennial, I'm meant to listen, if I got a hangnail, I just bite the sound gun off. All right,
0: so the consensus is the millennials are soft, and so are their hands.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I feel like that needs to be like a new uh, they need to make a poster or something of that. A meme. The meme guys will run with that one. A meme or like a bumper sticker? The millennials are soft and so are their hands. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's an idea. That's we'll make a bumper sticker. <laughs> if anybody tries to steal that idea, just make sure you heard it here you heard it first on the real guy podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, dude, we're supposed to be talking about fishing philosophies. Now you sorry ass millennials with your hands. <sighs>
1: I know, but you know what Is that condescending? No. Yes, it was. A little bit, maybe. I don't take it personal. <laughs> but
0: maybe. you know what? But that's the beauty of our
1: podcast.
0: I don't know. I don't think I've been pissing people off enough on the podcast.
1: You don't think so? Am I? I haven't heard anybody complain. See, like on YouTube, I knew I was pissing off 50% of the people. Oh, you read the comments. They're hilarious. <laughs> but that was the best part of the videos just the comments.
0: You know, people are scared. People are scared about the uh, bad comments and the haters on social media, and I don't get it. yes. Like, they're well, like super scared of it. Like, how can you be scared of that? These guys are a bunch of chumps, first of all. <laughs> like, yeah, you could be scared of it. There's some chump. Now, if it's Andre the Giant that's pissed off at you, yeah, maybe you might want to, you know, like, worry Talked about down that a little bit. bit. But when it's friggin' O'Gorman or somebody down there at the bridge freaking talking shit about you because you've been getting lunkers in their faces for decades. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> are you
0: fine?
1: All right, dude. Let's
0: talk about fishing philosophy here for
1: a second. Yes, I know. Let's at least do that for at least two minutes. <laughs> do you
0: like? I'm a big fan of of fundamentals. Do you know why? Why is that? Because I grew up playing football, and fishing, and some other stuff. But in football, um, especially being small, like me, like your basic and your fundamentals. When playing that sport, are key. Like you can't do it at 160 pounds and not have perfect fundamentals. And what I mean by that is, as a cornerback, um, you get taught, you know, how to backpedal, how to come off your backpedal, how to pivot, how to get to the um, your spots, your angles, all these different things. Um, and that's your f- fundamental part of being cornerback without them you will get crushed you can be the fastest the strongest you can jump the highest but if you have poor fundamentals poor footwork um, you don't understand angles you will get beat over and over and over again as a cornerback and you will get beat over and over and over again as a fisherman or a hunter or a golfer or anything if you don't have basic fundamental training and you have to have that as a backbone and a cornerstone for the
1: sport that you're into. You see, I find it very interesting how you bring that up. Cause I, I agree with that hundred percent in football. Now when I was in high school now my sport was swimming, so I was on the swim team and I got to tell you, um, and for anybody that's listening, that may have been a swimmer. A lot of times fundamentals with swimming go out the door. I, there was a guy that joined our team my junior year at St. Thomas. And the guy, he knew how to swim, but he was never on a swim team before in his life. He just decided to do it. He's just a good swimmer. Very tall. He was very tall. And because of that, now mind you, now I was nowhere near being the best swimmer, but I was, I could hold my own. I'd been swimming for years. This guy absolutely blew past me. Absolutely blew past me because he was so tall and long. And right. that was when, and I said to my coach, I was like, I said, Coach, I said, how is that even possible? And he goes, Well, you got to understand. He said, Well, swimming, he goes, It's not like basketball or football. He goes, You see how he's built? He's built to swim. He's built to do it. He goes, It doesn't need swimming. He says, One of those rare sports. You don't have to have trained for your whole
0: life. But you know, it's not that rare, what you're saying. I mean, it's rare. You know, to have the one dude that's a, that's a natural phenomenon that's going to be better at a sport. Yeah. But then he goes to the next level. And then he's competing with other dudes that have that same build and that same makeup. And that's when his basics and fundamentals come into play, when he has to compete with those dudes. Ah. Now, those dudes worked at it and have the basics and fundamental training. And they will come out on top. You know what I mean? And, you see, in football, it's real simple because you will get beat for a touchdown. You will get run over. I mean, physically, you know, you can see it. You know what I mean? But with people, I think, um, there's nobody there. Like, you went to St. Thomas and swam. I went to St. Thomas University, Connecticut. We had coaches and people to teach us the fundamentals and to practice and to do all that. And in fishing, you got nobody to really teach you that or tell you that you have to do that. Like I was able to apply it and I understand it now because I was into some good systems. So I hope people realize that, you know, if you wanna excel in fishing, there's basic fundamentals. And you know what I think? um, People think that it's too complex and it's not. Like water time, you know, we use it, we joke around as a term and everything. But it's true. It's true in what's, what, what water time's all about, it's about vision, being able to look at the water and see and make an analysis on how that's going to help or hurt you in today's fishing excursion, what the benefits of having a windy day is to the benefits of having a super calm day. You know And in the, fishing, in the sport of fishing, there's nobody really there to teach you or to let you understand the value of your basic fundamentals. One, I think, is analyzing the situation with, you know, having water time and being able to understand how the wind's going to help you or hurt you in different spots and different situations. But also even more simple than that is like, I can't tell you how many people get on the boat and they want to catch a uh, big tarpon or they want to catch a bonefish or whatever. And they haven't picked up a fishing rod in a year. You know what I mean?
1: The happy baiters, right? The happy baiters. <laughs> a lot
0: of a lot of, But it's not unnormal. It's not and they don't even realize that it's, you know, hurting them because they're not thinking about fishing as a sport, having basic fundamentals. Like if you're into bone fishing and you're not bone fishing, there's things you can do to make yourself a better bone fisherman. Yeah. Like set up four or five-gallon buckets, one at 10 yards, one at 20 yards, or one at 30 yards.
1: And practice casting,
0: right? And practice casting, like uh, you know, something that's lightweight or whatever it is. If you're a fly caster or whatever, that you're going to fish for the bonefish, and do that for an hour, for a week, or two weeks, or every other day for a month, or once a month for the rest of your life, and you just like shooting free throws in basketball. If you shoot those free throws every day. Your percentage of success is high. If you only shoot the free throws once a year, you know how to do it. But because you didn't practice your basic fundamentals on a daily basis, you stink. Even though you know how to do it, you know the, what's supposed to happen. You know what I mean?
1: You didn't put your time into practice it to master it.
0: Right. So you master one, your physical ability to be able to cast
1: with buckets then
0: you do that on a windy day, and then you do it on a calm day, and then you do it with the wind behind you, and then you do it with the wind in front of you, then you do it with, we well, put one bucket underneath the truck, well, maybe you got to skip it in there, and then you practice your basic fundamental casting. Yeah. Then you go to the boat ramp, or you go to the beach, or you go to the seawall somewhere, and you put in some water time, and you stare at the water, and you see what you can see. You see what the wind's doing to the water. And then if a mullet is swimming against the wind and there's a little different wave, a little trickle, and you realize, oh, dude, that's not a trickle. That's a mullet swimming against the wind. And then you could see that. And now the next time you go and look, you're looking for that. You find that and you can see that. And then you look down and like all of a sudden you can like see the sheep's head or whatever on the bottom of the friggin' seawall. And you can barely make it out. And then you stare at it and you say, okay, that's what a sheep's head looks like five feet down in the murky water. Now you're out on the boat and you look down and you don't see the sheep's head, but you see this little light yellow color that's moving slowly. And you know, that's a sheep's head because you trained yourself. You went through the basics and the fundamentals so many times that
1: it just now just comes natural
0: and you can take advantage of it because Mm -hmm. it comes natural. And that's the difference of you catching that sheep's head or not. That's the difference of you seeing that bonefish or not. Because you made the cast in the buckets for friggin' three months, and now you go fishing with carball, and you're able to see the bonefish quicker because you've been practicing and looking in the water. You've been practicing it throwing your your bait in those buckets, and now you had to perform under pressure when the bonefish is swimming up.
1: So, and the reason that you practice with the buckets is when Carl says, throw it. 30 feet in front of you at 12 o'clock, doesn't matter what way the wind is going, you're going to be able to do
0: that. Right. And that's the difference between success and failure. And that's the difference between basic fundamentals and not having basic fundamentals. And that's why fishing is is a sport and it's not a hobby. Run that dog. Great episode, dude. Run that dog.